0: Thank you for listening to the BJJ Brick Podcast. We'll be bringing you Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and good times. We hope to flatten your Jiu-Jitsu learning curve, help you get the most out of your grappling ability, and meet your goals both
1: on and off the mat.
2: Welcome back, my friends, to episode 218 of the BJJ Brick Podcast. My name is Byron. I'm here with my buddy Gary. We have been described as the R2-D2 and C-3PO of the podcasting BJJ world. Gary, beep boop. Yes, R2-D2. Beep 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 boop. Yes, R2-D2. Okay. Yeah, Gary speaks many thousands of languages, I guess, right? No, I just speak one. So when you beeped to me, I had no clue what was going on. I'm barely even lingual over here, Gary, sometimes.
1: Yeah, well, I heard you were
2: trilingual. I try to be lingual. (laughs) Uh, But we have an
1: awesome show today. We have Braulio Estima, and he is going to be on the show, and he is going to talk about Grappler's Escape. Uh, That's a week-long vacation uh, where you're going to learn from Braulio, Keenan Cornelius, and uh, you're just going to have a, have a great time. And uh, dates are April 29th to May 6th. Is that correct, Byron?
2: Yes, that, that is correct. Uh, we'll put a link to it there. And we also had uh, Jazari Matuta on the podcast not that long ago, and she's also going to be on the cruise as well teaching. Uh, it's basically an, a seminar full of jujitsu. No, and a it's basically like a cruise full of jujitsu, and so you get all the benefits of having you know beach and and beautiful uh, environment that you're that you're there on, on this uh, Royal Caribbean ship. Amazing world class jujitsu, so you know, can't beat it.
1: That's what's yeah, that's what's so cool about jujitsu. You don't see like somebody who likes to play basketball. You know, there's a basketball cruise where you know, <laughs> Maybe there trained, is. I don't know. You train with Magic Johnson <laughs> and, you know, Chris Paul and, you know, all those guys. But, you know, they doing stuff like this for the jujitsu community. It's like, it's awesome. Like, even if your wife doesn't like jujitsu, you know, she's going to love the cruise. She can just sit there and, uh, you know, sunbathe and go swimming and, you know, do all the cruise stuff, you know, go check out all the uh, places you visit. And you can train all day and you got a happy life or happy wife, which in turn leads to a happy wife. So we have a link to it on the show notes. Uh, check it out. And, uh, will be talking about it also in the interview. So yep. stay tuned.
2: Anymore. We're getting more and more women training jiu-jitsu. So you might have a husband that doesn't like to train. He can still come along on the cruise and have a good time. You could train and get better jujitsu and have a good time off, on and off the mat. So, uh, check out the link in the show notes to grapplers escape. Also, if this is something that you want to do, uh, Tell them that you heard about that from us, and they'll save you a couple hundred bucks uh, just boom. being referred by us.
1: $200 savings. Uh, you can't beat that. You know, thanks to everybody at Grappler's Escape for offering that discount to uh, anybody listening to the show and, and mention it when they sign up.
2: Yep. You'll call Catherine. Her number is on the website there. Uh, it's really kind of cool that there's the number on the website, you call it, and a person answers the phone, and it's the person who's supposed to be on there. It's like... Back customer service back to what it used to be. It's supposed to be. She's super friendly, and you can also hear her interview on the same episode that was on. That would have been episode two fourteen. So uh, yeah, so that's all coming up, and we don't, we talk a lot more uh, stuff other than just a cruise during Braille's interview. A lot of just stuff. Obviously, if I get Braille or Steam on the podcast, I got a lot of questions. So that was that's fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. When you have somebody that caliber getting on the show, uh, we want to talk about a little bit more than just a vacation. But we also want to promote the vacation since Catherine's doing, you know, such a great job of offering that discount to uh, all of our listeners. So thank you, Catherine.
2: Yeah. Uh, so the holiday time is near. I guess we're in. We're deep in holiday season. It... We're deep in holidays. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking about our uh, off the mat lessons that we like to drag onto the mat and learn something from them, and whether you celebrate Christmas or any other holiday in late December, remember that there's, sometimes we forget why we celebrate these things, and and you know, whether you're celebrating Christmas, but you're not really all that religious, or maybe, it, you know, you remember what it's all about, and the actual, like, gift-giving and shopping is secondary, or maybe not even happened, but uh, a lot of times, people get really excited about like the gifts giving or the gift receiving or making a really good list. I remember when I was a kid, I had like the best lists out there. Go through a catalog. Remember those, Gary? We don't have catalogs anymore. Oh, those were great. (laughs) I love those. Sunday newspapers had a lot of ads in them. I barely get those anymore. Anyway, uh, but gifts and and receiving gifts as a kid and, and then figuring out which gifts to buy for people You know, as an adult, these are big deals. But remember, there's more to the holidays than just that. That little transaction or that act of giving or that act of receiving even if you're not religious. The act of gathering together as a family and friends and and those things are really important. So uh, to drag that onto the mat, you know, we all get excited about getting a new gi or some new uh, no-gi shorts or the latest DVD that I just reviewed for you guys is out and you and you're excited about it. And you YouTube get that channel. on the YouTube channel. We do have a channel on YouTube. Where I do review stuff like DVDs and and you know latest gees and that sort of things as well, but it's all cool. But don't get like overwhelmed with all that stuff. The big thing is that you're training, you're enjoying your, the process of training, and you're getting better. And and anything else is just added to that is is okay. But you don't want to you don't want to skip jujitsu because your new geek hasn't gotten in yet. You know, like just go with your old geek. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, but Byron, you won't look stylish. Gary, so I haven't looked stylish. Would that make in a years. difference? Because I, we all, we all can't be like Gary. Oh yeah, that's true.
1: You know, yeah. Well, you know, Byron said he hasn't looked stylish, and you know, he was talking about you know, Christmas or holidays. It's about giving and receiving, and Byron's definitely good at receiving. Um, even though he, there we he go. We'll let that one stylish.
2: stay right there. But if you want to send us Christmas gifts, go ahead and get a hold of us, and we'll uh, help you out that process. At gmail.com. We are accepting. Christmas gifts, chocolate gifts. Um, actually, we <laughs> received...
1: <laughs> hey, speaking of that, I would l- yes. like to thank Denise, one of our listeners from Germany, for giving us some chocolates. Uh, it was great. She, uh, one of our teammates there, was over there giving a seminar, and, and Denise happened to attend, and and uh, probably gave him two boxes <laughs> of chocolates to give to us, but when it got to us, there was only one box left, but Byron and I uh, opened that up at our open mat, and uh, those chocolates were taken
2: care of in probably three or four seconds. They were gone, but they were awesome. Thank you, Denise. Yep, that, that, that is awesome. We remember that from last year, and they were delicious. Those German chocolates are amazing. Uh, and thank you, Adrian sent us a, a gift yep. through PayPal. That was cool of him. Thank you very much, Adrian. Uh, thank you, Adrian. So, a lot of giving going on this season, and we definitely appreciate that. But uh, remember, yeah.
1: Yep. And Byron today, while I was rolling with Byron <laughs> today, he gave me an arm bar for Christmas. Sir. Thank <laughs> gave you. Give me Byron. too much credit, Gary. You know what a lot of people have been telling me they want for Christmas, Byron?
2: Well, uh, what is this, Gary?
1: You know, they were telling me they want Byron's audiobook, Your First Year of BJJ. Uh, Byron has recorded an audiobook, yours truly, Byron here. Um, and what he has done is try to help you through your first year of jujitsu, and and as we all know, that's a tough year. And Byron's goal is to help everybody out in this first year, and it's basically two and a half hours of content, you know, just like this show of Byron talking, you know, guiding you through what to expect in your first year and try to make it easier for you. Um, it's like I said, two and a half hour content. It's only eleven dollars and ninety nine cents, but Byron doesn't just have one audio book. So if you pass your first year, you may want to get six games for BJJ. It is another audio book there by Byron, and it's only $5.99. And basically it's going to uh, take your game to a different level. It's going to get you out of any uh, uh, valley that you've been in, um, you know, change your game up a little bit and, and have some fun on, their mat, on the map playing games, which is great not just for you but also your teammates and your school. So definitely check out those two audiobooks, you know, they do make great gifts for the grappler.
2: Yeah. The six games for, uh, for BJJ. I really made that early for the blue belt and up. I'm not saying white belts can't get a lot out of that, but, uh, that's really where I was focused on helping those the people who have kind of found their way and helping them change or alter some things with what they're doing on the mat. But uh, the, the first year is perfect for everybody who's new. And you know what, Gary? I'm feeling like a nice guy. Uh, between now and Christmas, if you, for some reason, like to buy these books, thank you so much. It means a lot to us. It helps support the show. If you can't afford a book, send me an email, at bjjbrick.gmail.com. And uh, Merry Christmas, my friends. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Gary, what is our quote this week?
1: Quote, we have an awesome quote from the one, the only Theodore Roosevelt. And Byron, just so the uh, listeners know, who is Theodore Roosevelt?
2: A president of the United States. What n- what number president, Byron? Well, everybody knows that <laughs> I have to Google things like that. Hold on. He was the 26th president of the U.S. He served from 1901 to 1909. and he uh, passed away uh, 1919. Obviously, if I know this much stuff I'm looking at a Google screen.
1: <laughs> He's definitely looking at his Google screen. But <laughs> what Mr. Roosevelt said, or President Roosevelt, do what you can with what you have where you
2: are. That Once is an again, awesome quote.
1: Yeah, yep yeah, do what you can with what you have where you are. And I guess you could go back to what Byron is talking about with the uh, the new, uh, uh, not having the new gi yet um, and not training. You know, you don't have your new gi yet, but you can still train with your old gi right here in your hometown, with, in your own gym that you normally go to. You know, you don't have to have the great gi, you don't have to have... Any crazy mats or, you know, big time school, you can have a, you know, little mats in a, uh, in a community center Uh, and you're doing what you can. You're, you're training, you're getting better. And most importantly, you're having fun.
2: Yeah. That's most people don't train at the top of the food chain gyms. You know, there's, there's maybe one or 2% of people are at those places so odds are, you may not be there. You might be at, like Gary and I, we train in a small town and uh, we train with our friends and we train hard and, and we get better basically every day. I hope we do. But we do it with the can where we ha- where we are right now, which is Wichita, Kansas, with the people that we have with us who are some great athletes and, and things like that. But uh, I guess we have a few world champions amongst the group <laughs> but but it's important to just make the best of what you have and if there's no reason to not go to class today and let's say your instructor's gone let's say the person who usually teaches the, the backup class is also gone it's still gonna you can still have a great class if, if you could get somebody to show a couple of the cool things that they do very well and, and, and that day you could learn some pretty good jujitsu It doesn't have to always be from a, you know, Baraglio Estiva teaching class, although those are great opportunities. Uh, So just make the most of any training time that you have, regardless of where you are, who you're with. And then the times you do get these awesome opportunities, jump on those and make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or Seminar comes through town. Make the most out of that. Really pay attention and, and try to take notes and learn some stuff. And you know, if you get on this cruise, Grapplers Escape Cruise, you should be taking notes. You should be, uh, you know, filming a little bit of stuff in, in you know in your uh, in your room there. Get your buddy and say, okay, do this. This is what Keenan just showed us. This is what Brailleo showed you. Grizzari's choke it goes like this. Little details that way you remember everything. Make the most out of it. Don't show up to, to train drunk or hungover. Uh, I guess you could, but uh, you know, you, you make the most of what you can with where you are, with who you got with you. I'm butchering the quote <laughs> with what you have.
1: but uh, Where do you are? Yeah. You know, it goes back to kind of like what I was talking about earlier on Grappler's Escape about how basketball doesn't have these, um, you know, cruises or football. You know what is so cool about jujitsu? You know, you were talking about maybe the 2% of people who get to train with people like Braulio Estima Stima is – if you're in a certain town where these guys train, you know, the Lovato's, the Braulio's team the the cyborgs, uh, you can actually go to their gym, learn from this person and train with this person. You know, like how cool is that? Like you can go and sign up for Tom to bless gym and learn and train from him you know it's like we're not going to learn basketball and play basketball with lebron james that's what i think is so cool about jiu jitsu is uh um you know just for the average folk like me i can train with i can train and grapple with world champions which uh you know i don't think in other sports you really uh not i mean some sports you can but you know the majority of the sports i don't think you have that opportunity
2: yeah as jiu jitsu gets bigger and bigger I think that there will always be an opportunity to train with these top athletes. But I think it'll be a little more difficult and it will be a little more costly. That's why, I mean, uh to escape is not a free activity. I mean, it, it costs some money. But there's a ton of value in something like that. And that's just, that, that's reality. To spend time with these guys, learning from them, to get input from their jutsu minds and add that to your game, uh, it could be huge. So... That's a good
1: quote, Gary. Good quote. Thank you, Mr. Roosevelt. And uh, I think it's about time to uh, get on with Byron's interview with uh, Braulio Stima. He is the
2: most interesting grappler in the world. Every time he gets a submission, Subway gives away a free sub. He can get you a toe by three this afternoon with nail polish. He has lost more than one tooth teaching the kids class. His bucket list can be used as an actual bucket. It often holds ice, gauze, and vessel. I don't always listen to podcasts, but when I
1: do, I prefer the BJJ Brick Podcast. Stay
2: listening, my friends. All right, my friends. I'm really excited to bring Bralio Estima to the BJJ Brick Podcast. Bralio, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, how are you doing, Barry? I'm very happy to be here. Excited. You know, uh, it's always good to share some of the experiences and some things what's come up in the future. I'm excited.
2: All right. I'm excited to have you on this show. Uh, one of the best grapplers, Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists, no-gi uh, practitioners on the planet. You've competed and beaten uh, many of the best in the world. And uh, it's, it's, it's been fun watching you as a fan, and I'm just excited to have you here today on the show.
0: Oh, Thanks, buddy, my man. Thank you very much. And well done for the job and for the work that you guys are doing. The podcast is It's amazing. You know, it's uh, I heard a lot of a lot of good reviews out of this, so I'm really excited to to be part of it.
2: Well, thank you. Excited to have you here. Could you maybe describe your style of game, the type of attack you like to do? You have a very fun style to watch. If somebody hasn't, and they should they should go watch you uh, on YouTube or wherever they watch people compete. But they should go watch. But just maybe describe some of your favorite techniques or your style of of game that you like to play.
0: Well, um, I think i I, in my journey, Mario, I, I have changed a lot in phases, you know, in uh, my, my style. I remember when I first started um, in the, back in Recife, you know, together with my f- only 15 of us, all pretty much in white belts. You know, I remember that I was the small, one of the smallest in the group and I used to play only on the ground. On the, with my back on the ground, sorry. And, um, you know, I played a guard a lot because that's where the position that I could actually handle people, you know, and then I developed from there, you know, I started making my bases and then I started have to using, uh, use different kind of attacks. So don't, to don't be so predictable. So I always try to explore different ways of doing the same thing. And I think that's when it started my journey of in, in, in the exploring, uh, my, my jiu-jitsu tree developed different branches and, and, and branches of the branches, you know. And uh, I remember, like, uh, I, I, I've always been into the submission aspect because it was a, what, what I was being ta- taught, you know, being very direct, you know. Don't go too fancy and stuff, you know. Uh, then I, I changed a little bit of my, my approach and I started fighting more from the standing, uh, from the top as well especially when I got my brown belt, because I realized every time that I have to sweep someone, I had to end up on the top at some point. So I have to learn how to pass guards. and then that. Nowadays, I really like to play on the top position. I think everyone, when when, when kind of in a journey, they, they tend to end up being more on the top position because when you have the experience, you can manipulate much better from the top, you know, and you spend a, lot, a little bit more uh, energy when you play on the bottom, especially when you get someone much heavier than you. Um, But um, therefore, you know, my my game plan always being uh, very strategical, you know, I always try to make, to play the game that my opponent doesn't like to play. You know, I like to, one of the things that I always tend to do nowadays in my, my, in the last like five years, eight years in my career, I've been looking forward to not doing as or what I want all the time, but dealing with my opponent because fight is 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 between two people, right? So it's not all about what you want all the time. Sometimes people react and act accordingly to uh, the situation. So uh, one thing that I like to always see is that every time that a guy does a step forward in any in any scenario, like you know, he that he makes a move that I didn't catch the move. Uh, I always tend to don't let he does he do the second move. No I don't fight for the move that is being already done, if you know what I mean. So I don't let him to carry on. So therefore he, if he cannot do the second move, therefore he won't be able to do the third and he has to retreat. That's when I take advantage and capitalize. So my game became more about don't letting my opponent start. You know? So I put him in an uncomfortable situation so I can make him frustrated. Therefore I can impose my game according to don't let him feel comfortable. And with that, I, I start to realize that you know the importance, the the priority in, in Jiu Jitsu, what should be is should be to make my opponent uncomfortable. It's not submission, it's not the pass, it's not anything else like that. We need to the first thing I need to do is I need to make my opponent uncomfortable. Once he's uncomfortable, he's thinking on getting comfortable while I can see things from the outside, and you can start seeing things a little bit more in a slow motion, blocking what he needs to do next. So that's how my style now, now it became. Be, always focus on the submission, but at the same time, I'm not letting my opponent start what he can do against me. Therefore, I always play on his weak side.
2: I'm trying to understand what you mean by making some, your opponent uncomfortable. You're not just talking about uh what we think of as just smashing somebody and making them uncomfortable in that manner you're making them not where they want to be not in their best part of their game you're taking that away Co- from them is that right correct
0: like when i say uncomfortable it's not like hurting him or giving him pain you know it's it's uh is in a way that he's not settling he he needs to do something more before do anything against me he needs to readjust himself you because know? the thing is you know like one of the most important thing in jiu jitsu is you don't understand why you're doing things. It's not just copy someone because everyone is different, everyone walks different, everyone speaks different, everyone has different prints and have prints. we all different you know so it's very important to understand why you're doing it when you find someone that some technique that's very uh, exotic or very you know fun or different or very effective you need to understand, you need to try to ask yourself why that particular technique works. Because that answer will come down to the concept. And then you should always be based yourself on the concept, not on the technique. Because every time when you're fighting, you're constantly adjusting. And that's the key, that's the key point, you know, is understanding, because you you've get got to adjust all the time. And then every time that I make my opponent in a, in an uncomfortable situation, he has to readjust somehow to 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 be able to do uh, something against me, and therefore I readjust to don't let him get there. So the fight is much more minimalistic than just a takedown, than just a pass guard or just a submission. A lot of little battles happen happening in the game, and that's what I I, I like to play. I like to play those. Little battles to make my opponent uncomfortable so I can get what I wanted in manipulate in the scenario, bring him to the his bad side you know put him manipulate him to go to my main game, you know like if he likes to pass the guard to the right i I'll, I'll make him go to the left so he feels frustrated you know, so I can take something out of it and capitalize and get into my game you know that that that's what i what I like to do you know
2: yeah that's a great example of make them pass the other way and it, everything feels backwards when you're trying to pass one way or when you always pass one way and then suddenly you're trying to pass the other way it, you have to think a lot more you're slower your body doesn't move the same everything's that you do with the right hand you're trying to do with your left hand it really takes them out of their element this style of play though try, trying to make somebody uh, not play their game and take them out of that that's a little uh you you could do that because you have such a, a deep understanding of Jiu exactly. as a whole. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. You know, like, for example, when I told, that's why we, we I had phases, right? That's why I started yeah. like, the answer. I started saying, like, I have been through so many different phases on my journey, and you know, up until I'd be able to see and understand why to understand how I play now and everything led to what I played this way I think is a smarter way of fighting because you can play against anyone at any time and you don't need to be fit or, f- or fully trained to be able to deal with it because you you know why you're doing it you're not trying to force things you're not trying to force a technique you know I'm actually it, it becomes more smooth the way that you train, that you that you that you fight you know but to be able to get there, you need to explore. You need to ask why the technique works, so you can understand why. And therefore you take your own conclusions. Because in the end of the day, when you're fighting, doesn't matter if it's Hickson Gracie, Royce Gracio, Roger Gracio, myself, Marcelo Garcia, anybody screaming to the to the uh student, it doesn't make it them win. Because it's only you and the opponent that's going to realize what's happening there on the on the invisible part and you're going to have a split second to take the decision that is going to be left right up or down it's on your it's on your, it's on your the ball is on your hand so if you don't know clearly if you don't have the experience to understand why things work when you get to that joint you will not you won't know where to go and then you, you're going to get caught you know I see a lot of the black belts even though like champions in, 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 the, in, the, in the black belts I see them making like some very basic mistakes in, in in that scenario because they focus so much on the competition repetition repetition and then just go for one kind of that one dimension one direction game. but um, the way that I like to to learn jitsu is go as deep as I can go because I don't compare myself to to the best guy. In, in, in the world. I, I compare. I, 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 I want to improve and learn as much as I can possibly am, can. So I like to, to explore. I like to study. I like to think and use my, my mind, my brain to to figure out different ways of doing the same concept. And you can only do that when you learn and and, and understand the blueprint. And that blueprint will come with time by Asking question why the technique work, not asking uh, by being intrigued or, or by challenging your, your 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 instructor or your teammate. Why does it work? No, no, no. You ask yourself when you have when you try to explore and you understand better, because you will need to know by yourself. Nobody will be have to tell you all the time. You need to take your own decisions. So my My tactic to improve like that was always having bases first, as I said, I had the close guard that was a thing that I could hold anybody in my guard that I knew that he couldn't just surprise me before he does anything against me. He had to open up my guard, then I have to spend a lot of specific training doing specific open guard attacks. Why? because when they open the guard, I had to slow him down so he just so he doesn't just go in and pass my guard, you know. And then I have to use a lot of different transitions, different base wire in the close guard, in the open guard. So you know, like, okay, I I have a strong, De La River. So from here, I can attack A, B, C. So I can if I have a strong De La River, that I can always go back into it. I can attack A, B, and C without fear because I know when things goes wrong, I can always go back to my De La River and then be secure, and then he cannot just pass. Which De La Riva also trans- is a very good transition and co- that complement each other with the Lasso Guard. You know, every time that you try to pass, uh, try to defend the De La Riva, you will always going to give the Lasso Guard, and vice versa. So you can, you already have a transition of bases there that you can afford to play the game of uh, of of uh, faking. You know, making the guy uncomfortable. You know, trick him, for, for, uh, making up traps because Byron. It doesn't matter what you do first. We fighting against each other. That's a conflict of interest right there. It doesn't matter what you do first. You will be always countered because you know the guy wants to beat you. You know he wants to do something against you that you don't want that to happen to you. So he always alert everything he does. You're going to say no. So I need to make uh, tactics and, and moving movements to take to his no become a setup for my, for my, Yes, if you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting way to think about that. <laughs> it's a, it's not something that that really beginners can go out there and, and and probably pull off. It's it's that that deep game that you have when you're training with your training partners and you're having uh, good uh, matches, you know, in the classroom and, and good good training sessions. Do you play to their weak sides like that, or do you just just grapple and, and play to their strengths? That way, you get. Uh, more competitive roles.
0: Look, when I train now, now I'm talking about nowadays, right? Because yeah. before, of course, I, I had to develop those bases that I didn't have. You know, I I used to hate to play on top. I used to, I was I used to be tapped like five times a row from the side controls. You know, I I, I had all difficulties. I, I I had always my ups and downs and a, a frustration that I couldn't take someone from my back and and, and all that. Of course, you need to go through all this, you know, in the best way that you need to do. You make a train. There is no bad training. If you get in the gym and you are the highest grade and only have white belts, you can still have a good train. Why don't you go there and make it like the opponent, for example, like your training partner, and put on your mind I'm gonna tap him from the uh, he on his right arm. It doesn't matter what it is, either kimuras, americana's, or uh, armbars. I wanna to try to tap him from his right arm. So after the second or third time, he will realize what you want. And then becomes a challenge because now you're gonna to have to make tactics and deceiving movements so he doesn't he forget about the right arm, so you can take it. So that's a good way. You know, do specific situations, you start already side control. Uh let's try to escape, try one time, two times, try to use as less power as possible. And then you start discovering. And what's the weak part? What's your limitations? And all that. That's what helped me on the process when I was a white belt, a blue belt, was always doing a lot of specific training and talk, ask, ask yourself, ask your friend why I cannot do this, why I can't do this. And this gives you knowledge. And this knowledge, you start ticking the boxes to understand Jiu-Jitsu within yourself. Because everyone is different. But you need to understand yourself within—that's that—that's is the challenge. That's the, that's the the journey that you that, that you need to look. It's not for the belt. It's not to beat someone. It's to understand what you're supposed to be doing and what you're supposed to be looking for when you're fighting.
2: Yeah, and I think that's maybe uh, one of the reasons that you have such an exciting style is because you're able to put people who are usually, you know, the very best grapplers out there in a lot of trouble. And you put them in in situations they're not used to being in and uh <laughs> as yeah. a fan that yeah. always makes a, a a very interesting match
0: yeah it's I mean it's um I think when when I talk like that it can be a little too deep for 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 the beginner but um you know I could may as well just say uh you know I'm gonna go there and do a lot of drills I'll do a lot of drills do a lot of drills and that's what's the key to be the best but really i I drilling for me, it's like it's good up until a certain point that you already know how to do the technique. But in the reality, if you don't understand why that drill works, why the concept of that drill work, people will react completely different every time you train. Everyone that you fight is going to be reacting different. Every time when I go to a competition, see someone in a blue belt or white belt or whatever, you have your your technique in your mind. You have the understanding. But every time you're going to fight someone, they react completely different, sometimes you end up a little bit to the left to the to the right sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it works. so if you don't understand why you what you're supposed to be looking for when things goes wrong, you know you, you you're going to start being a little bit more lucky than actually understanding why you're doing it with purpose you know I think the 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 the, the earlier you start thinking and 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 seeking for those answers, the earlier you start. The earlier you, you understand jujitsu, the earlier you understand the blueprint, and you're gonna think, take your own conclusions and learn and make your own techniques. You know,
2: that's great advice from everybody, like world class competitor to somebody who's who's just starting out. Uh, it's clear that you you're constantly learning and you're constantly it getting
0: ne- better. I never stop, and it's it's, cra- it's crazy. Every year on my on my end of the year gathering. Uh, I come up with uh, some uh, new uh, ways of doing something, and uh, I always kind of you know it's like I, I do like the the, the the last seminar of the year. I come up with all my the things that I that I've been uh, developing of the year. So for the last five years already, uh, because I was worried, you know, like before. Man, every year come up something different. Next year for sure. I won't be, it's gonna run out, it's, it's impossible. The last five years, already, I, I, I already stopped being worried about it because I know the more I train, the more I ask myself questions, the more I share, which is a great thing to do, is sharing. Don't hold back, share. It's gonna make you a better fighter. Your academy is gonna be better, it's gonna be your benefit, you know? And every year, I come up with a with something new, you know, I'm developing new stuff now and um, it's crazy, it's like so effective that it's blowing my mind every year and and it's never, it never going to stop because the possibilities are so big, you know, and this is only possible if you have this kind of a mindset of exploring and uh, to try and, don't, and control your ego because sometimes you do something to experiment it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that you are bad or the guy, you know what I mean, like you need to make mistakes to be able to uh, appreciate what's what works and what doesn't
2: we've so far we've talked quite a bit about how uh, you've gotten to be so good at jutsu and then you've kind of just hinted a little bit about how you get a really good team and 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 I think one of those big things is sharing uh, with your teammates and helping them get better that helps you get better and and it works very well. What other advice do you have for people to help out their teammates
0: Yes, I mean like I have few things that is important. You know, it's, it's like first of all, I believe that if you if you have commitments, you know, if if you want if you want to achieve something, if you want to be good at something, you need to commit. You need to focus. You need to give you your best. You know, um, jujitsu is real. I, I keep saying that on my classes. You know? Jiu-Jitsu is real. It's a real thing. It doesn't gonna come just. Uh, it, it doesn't just gonna happen. It's real. So it takes time. It cannot just happen out of the you know in one week. You know, one thing that my dad always taught me, you know, never start not, never start running. Never try to run if you don't know how to walk first. You know, so it, it, it's going to be... It, it's low, but it's going to be for good. So you need to be patient and insist. It's not, not because it's something doesn't work today that's never going to work. You know, it's like playing drums. You start with some, hip, uh, some, some beats, and then you start adding beats, you know. I, conci- I, con- I, I, I consider... Uh, a, a good jiu-jitsu player with a good juggler you know the more clubs he can handle while he doing the circuits the better juggler he is and, and that's the same in jiu-jitsu the more situations that he can control the more key points that he can control an opponent and doing the same thing that they already know the better jiu-jitsu fighter he is so this will come only with uh, persistence you know and a commitment, right? So, if you want to be good, you need to come and train every day. Not only because of you, because your training partner needs you to be there too, so he can improve. Therefore, he can push you. You know, those guys that gives you a hard time, they they you are the guys that you're gonna be thinking about all those hard times that's gonna come. You're gonna to try to uh, to 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 get back to them, and vice versa. The guys that you that you do well. You know, don't be thinking that you're gonna be doing well all the time for every day in the week because they go back home and they're also thinking about how can you resolve that situation. Because Jiu Jitsu is a is a resolving is a is a, a resolving problem uh, game. You're always resolving things and, and, and that's why it's so good for for the brain, you know. And uh, man I, for me it's it's like the best anti stress that I can ever have. You know, I come here Uh, sometimes I'm down with my personal life stuff and I I come back smiling with a brotherhood, everyone cheering me up and after hard lesson and exercising you know. and this is important to bring that uh, forget about let it go being selfish it's about sharing because when you share you bring good energy to the club, the good club lit up and everyone wants to share back to you and you keep taking information and everyone gets better, this is very important
2: you mentioned uh, a minute or two ago that if you want to be good, you have to train every day. And I do believe if uh, there's the a certain amount of, of good that I could become at jujitsu, and and I can't train every day, so I, I'm not going to reach that point. Uh, but you know, if I trained every day, I'd be better than I am right now, or you know, in a month from now, if I just trained you know a couple of times a week. But there are a lot of people who can't train every day. Uh, uh-huh. What do you advice do you have for those students who want to become as no. good as they can? They understand that if uh, they trained more, they'd probably be better. But but life happens, you know, work and family and things of are going course. on. Uh, how could they when, get the when, most out of their mat time?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about when I when I uh, when I was talking about that part was mainly like as train as much as you can, you know. Yeah. The more you train, the more you're gonna have the mileage, you know. Of course, but uh, it, if you train, like for example. That is so much that your brain can, that your brain can take, you know. But uh, don't forget that you also train in the mind too. It's not only physical, you know, it's physical. Sometimes, you know, I, I have a time off. I spend like, a, you know, I go on holiday two weeks without training. Come back, I'm training better than before I left on holiday because your body needs also a break. So it's all about balance, you know. You don't need to be training every day. I, ne- I never train like a three times a day in my life you know a lot of people do you know a lot of people train like a seven hours a day I'd never ever train seven hours again in my life kidding me I would die <laughs> my body wouldn't take it you know but um, I if I'm on the professional level that, uh, then you know that's one way of fighting but the one way of training you need to be professional right you need to be you need to keep up the level of people that are being professional but if you want to be as good as you as you can be you need just come and train and then train smart because that's what I'm saying. When you train smart, you can ev- ev- evolve much better, m- much faster than than, than than the average, you know? You just need to be committed. When I say committed, it's like, for example, if you come three times a week, come three times a week, you know? Commit for those three times a week. If you can come two times a week, commit for two times a week because your friends will know that you come those two times a week. So if you come two times a week if you, you, and you don't go, and your friend is expecting you to come, and it, it breaks the rhythm. That's what I meant, you know?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and I think also with that mental side, if you break that rhythm, it also hurts you. You, you mentioned that you could take uh, a break off for about two weeks, and you come back, and, and you are doing even better. Is that all physical, like you're just healing up? Or is there some mental thing to where your brain kind of – uh, thinks about it differently while you're taking that break. You think,
0: yeah, as I think sometimes, you know, it shows the the scenario that is not only about physical preparation. You know, sometimes we overload ourselves and we don't realize. Sometimes we are, we we are put too much effort on on, on your body's tired. Nobody needs to recover, but you want to come in train because you think if you don't come and train, you're gonna lose your friend, gonna get better than you. It's not really like that. It's about consistency. Nothing too much it's everything's. This, the 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 biggest challenge in our lives is find the balance on everything, right? Because you can never be too much on anything. Even if you drink water too much, you die. You know, and which is a vital situation. But, uh, water is a vital. Uh, uh, substance on our on our life, but if you drink too much, you, you die. So everything is about finding the balance within yourself. That's what I said in the beginning. You need to find your Jesus within yourself. If you can train, if your body, if you have the time, if your body can give, and you actually feeling good and you feel that you are progressing, all uh, training three times a day. If you can take it, do. You know, they Meow brothers. They train. I think they wake up already training. <laughs> go sleep training, you know. They compete uh, the toughest challenge, uh, the, the toughest uh, fight uh, at tournaments, and then the next day they also training because that's how they found themselves within. It's a personal journey, so you need to understand, listen to your body, and learn with uh, with the, the the scenarios that you get in. For example, I I learned myself that when I'm training too much. And I'm training hard. I'm working. And I'm I'm teaching. I am like uh, with a uh, sorted out my 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 business and all that. Sometimes can get too much on your on your on your on your life. And then sometimes you need a break. And then when I have a break, I come back and I didn't do no workout and nothing. When I come back, I trained much better than I left because I was completely overloaded, but not only physical but mentally as well. You know. You need to find the you need to find the balance, but this is very individual by try and error. Everything that is real, you will only go, we uh, only find the way by trying and find find your own limit.
2: I think sometimes with the with the new students, that limit seems uh, a little to show up a little sooner. So somebody who's who's new to jiu-jitsu, they train every other day and they're sore all the time, but really they might be what they're doing on the mat might be hard on their body. But you look at some of the more advanced students; they can train more often, every day, and they don't get beat up quite so bad, or they're maybe training a little bit smarter. They don't maybe not rolling as hard. And I, I don't know. I think it's like, like you said, listen to your body, and then react from that. Not everybody can train every day. Some people can. Some people can train multiple times a day and still be, still be getting better. If I trained multiple times a day, I wouldn't be able to hold up to that sort of a physical uh, demand I'd put on my body.
0: Yes, of course. Nobody can. I mean, we have so many different levels. You know, I, I think we we are here in, from Gracie Barra. We we believe on the jiu jitsu for everyone. You know, so we have all different kind of levels of that we're training here. We have here like people that's sixty years old, people that's like five years old. You know, we have all levels that come here and train. People come here for to be a competitor. We have world champions, European champions, and we also have, you know. A uh, family that come and train together in a in a good environment, you know. I think you can take anything you want out of jiu if you if you if you join if you train right, you know, with the right pace. Nothing comes fast. So, for example, let's say you don't have enough time to train. You're not you're not like an athlete, but um, and you want to be able to train with uh. uh an advanced guy and then and, and you find it difficult and you want to be able to train with those advanced guys to improve as good as them, you know, you need to take advantage of your time and, and use the most of it. It's important to get, to understand, to learn the techniques that you, that we go to learn from the professors and all that. But also, I believe, I'm a strong believer of a specific training, you know. Always talk a little bit after the class, you know. I don't know... Academies are different right but I've always have a space that people can come in and, 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 and have a little bit chat after the classes you know exchange and I encourage very highly all my my grade students to share to the to the uh, newer ones one first to create the bond between the team second so he can learn how they do the things that they, he like he already know because the more you teach what you what you do the more you understand why you do, therefore you understand more jujitsu, you know. And the young guys, the, the 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 people that are learning, will take the information, see as much as what they can see. Because um, everyone, if, it, it, uh, what I what I find very hard to see that I don't like is like you come to the academy, you come, shake hands, learn, uh, and do, copy the techniques, and they do the role and they head to head, and then go back home. Without no exchange of communication, you know, man, like w- w- without communication, you're going to be much slow o- on your process. You need to communicate. You need to ask questions. You need to get intrigued. You need to get frustrated. Frustration is an important aspect for your develop- development in the arts because when you're frustrated, that means that you don't, you try to figure out something that you can't. But your brain is constantly trying to scan and trying to process that answer. And then, therefore, you get the wreck moment in the, in, 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 the, in the short term, if you know what I mean. So, but if you don't get frustrated, that means that you don't care, you know? But if you don't communicate, you know, you don't want to find answers.
2: You know, great coaches don't just teach technique really well. You're talking about like controlling the environment of the room. That everybody's in, and, and the interactions between them, having good interactions between some of the, the mid level belts, the upper belts, and the other students there, uh, that's how you you're building a really good team. I think it's it's not just that you're showing these really uh, amazing details and that sort of thing; you're also uh, helping the interaction between the students be positive and encouraging, and and you're supporting. Everybody who's on the mat, whether they're they're five or sixty-five or or whatever, you're helping people get better at jiu-jitsu, and you're using the whole team to do that. That's, that's more work than even you could do by yourself. A whole team of of people uh, doing the work for you—that's awesome.
0: Exactly, you know, like because we we uh, we strong believe, you know, from our team, our master, you know, Carlos Gracie Jr. He he strong believe that if everyone in this in the world who did jiu-jitsu, the world would be a much better place to to be, you know. To to leave, so that's what we like to try to pass it on, you know. But what I think, you know, the what sometimes when you think only about yourself, it's like a trap, you know, because you're gonna get stuck on your own little world. Once you start sharing, you know, you can see like even outside of the jiu jitsu in the world, the more you share, the more information is out there, the, the better everyone gets. Because it pushes everyone to go and everyone starts learning more and more and more, you know. Like I'm very big fan of don't hold back, share everything you know, because it's going to make you also better by, by seeing people dealing with it. Because if you came up with that answer and you tell someone, listen, what I like to do, and he will come to a counter answer, you know. Then you have answer, you 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 gonna have the 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 answer of the answer of the answer of the answer, and that's a never ending. And in the end of the day, will be always come down to left, left, right, up, up, down. You know, the the fakes. You know, like in, like like in boxing
2: Yeah, and in I like your attitude of if the if the whole world did jiu-jitsu, it would be a, a better place, and it really would help people out, but. There are people all over the world that do jiu-jitsu who, who are meeting in April <laughs> to meet with you and to train uh, on the cruise ship. There, tell us a little bit about the cruises going on.
0: Oh man, this is like oh, it's. I'm so excited about it because I never been myself. I never been a cruise myself. It's one of, one of my dreams to always to be in a cruise. And um, look, I had a dream before even I started doing jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I, I was wanted to going a cruise in the Caribbean. Guess what? 21 years later,
1: <laughs>
0: we're going to be going in the Caribbean, you know, in a cruise, you know, with uh, a bunch of guys that we have uh, uh, from all over the world, people that has the same kind of mentality, in the same direction, sharing through jiu-jitsu, going to be speaking through jiu-jitsu, getting a great environment, train, you know, share, talk, exchange knowledge, you know, having fun, you know, inside the mats and outside the mats, it's going to, it's going to be amazing. I, I really literally cannot wait, you know. You cannot get much better than that, can it?
2: Yeah, and uh, world-class jiu-jitsu taught by by you, JZ Matuda and Kenan Cornelius. Uh, you get about a week of you hanging out on the cruise ship, uh, learning jiu-jitsu, going to, to Haiti, Jamaica, Cozumel, seeing all these really cool places. Like you were saying, <laughs> dreaming about going uh, to the Caribbean. Uh, there's a reason why you were dreaming that because it is beautiful and and those uh, just an amazing experience, both vacation and jiu-jitsu.
0: What I never expected I was going to go doing what I do the most, <laughs> what I love to do the most, with is with jiu-jitsu. You know, it's gonna be like the tip of the the, the iceberg. I mean, I would say the cherry on the cake. It's yeah, like, you know, it's going to be amazing. Oh, you know, Kina is an amazing fighter. This is also very good. Uh, uh, jiu-jitsu developer he's very he's, he come up with a lot of new things you know Yeza Matuda you know top top girl in the world There, many times World champions amazing teacher you know she, she's also very fun Kina is also fun he's a funny guy I think we're going to have a great great bond together you know and everyone that's going to be part of it is going to be the one that's going to be uh, take the most of it you know because we we're going to be there with a lot of passion you know Willing to share everything we know, we're gonna be trained against each other. You guys are gonna be seeing, you know, finals of world championships in everyday match.
2: Yeah, a lot of people right now are thinking, "Wow, I would like to go uh, on a a cruise, and this cruise would be probably the best one I could find in the whole world." But if somebody was was gonna go to the cruise here and train with you guys for that week, what would you recommend that they were able to do? Uh, to try to absorb m- as much as they possibly can
0: well you know first thing you need to come is we come with uh open mind you know i take um um one thing that's very important that one, 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 one metaphor that i to to is the a fashion show you know when you go to a fashion show uh you, you go there and you see the, the new trends. What's coming? What's the the, the stylists that are, are showing and, and, and to inspire them to come back and they can make their own way of things. And that's what we're gonna be doing there. You know, it's gonna be we're gonna sh- be showing. I I personally gonna be going there, showing what is the new trends, what, what things that we'll be working on. All, all my 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 main things, my competition uh, tactics. You know how how I think, how I develop things. You know. And I'm gonna be there also to learn from Kina, from from Geisa. It's it's, it's gonna be fun. And learn from the people. that's gonna be there too with these questions, and so we're gonna have like question and answer. I think it's like come with the open mind, you know. Try to to see, um, search for things that is missing on your game. Just come with questions, you know. We're gonna have Q and A's. You know, come with the idea of having fun with no pressure. That's not a competition. We have to everyone to benefit each other, to everyone to learn, you know. So, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing, you know. Like, when you bring Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu is a different martial arts, you know. It, it, it's, a, it's a different sport that brings such a a big bond between ourselves, you know. Because I believe Do you know why Jiu-Jitsu is so, so different and so special. Because imagine, on uh, our instinct reactions, we we, we fighting, we train each other against each other. You put yourself, someone else, in a choke. And you know, your subconscious knows that if you wanted to just end that, you could. But when the guy do the treat, they tap you, you let it go. He goes, man, look, I, I, the bone they create. And vice versa. You know the guy could hurt your arm. But as soon as you tap, he lets go. You go, man, this guy could ta- break my heart, but he doesn't. He's with the subconscious talking, you know? And that's why it creates that such a big energy that makes a, a different kind of bone. And um, that's what you're going to have. You know, you're going to be like three people from different academies. You're going to be going there. We're going to be in a, such an amazing bone. Try to make as fun as possible for the guys. Share it with everything. You know, try to give our uh, examples of our experiences, our journey that can speed up. their development by themselves. And knowing, you know, it's like endless. A lot of fun, you know, that's, the, the cruise, it's its huge. It's like a big city, floating city around the Caribbean with the best postcards just outside of your window, you know. It's like, man, I, I literally, especially now that's getting cold over here in England, I cannot wait.
2: Yeah, it, it'll it be nice and warm and, and the food is also amazing. Yo, I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the. I've been on a couple of cruises myself, and that's the thing is, uh, so much amazing food, uh, such beautiful sights. Never done to just on a cruise yet, so that's that would be amazing as well.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun.
2: Absolutely. Do you have any uh, sponsors? Do you want to mention anybody?
0: I would like to say, of course, always in the first hand, I like to say thanks very much for my great team that I have. You know, Barra, that's been gave me everything that i have today the college gracie journey that gave me the opportunity to live of jiu-jitsu and be able to share to others and be able to inspire others and make others be able to kind of follow the same journey that i had that i believe that changed my life for the better you know i would like to say thanks for uh storm kimonos that um it's been supporting us for for a long time and uh uh my my website of course the steam in action you know if, if you guys want to know more a little bit more what i do and uh, the way that i think the way that i show my techniques the way that i train the way that i fight how i how i you can see the concept that i can put in practice in a real training with against black belts and white belts world champions and average guys and you can see how it changed according to the weights by understanding the concept you can go to steam com. you know and um uh, I, don't, I mentioned to you, Byron, about the that I've been trying to do this ketone diet. Yeah, and um, I've, I've been finding it really hard to to cope with the the food, you know, diet because I really like to eat a lot. But um, I've been trying a lot, and then I've been ex- experimenting this the ketos sachets, the ketones, and a keto OS. It's it's been helping a lot, you know. I, I like that, and uh, be, it, it, it makes me, you know, much. Uh, you know, with much more clarity on, on my mind, and I, I, I feel much better, in a better mood. And, and even when it's late in the evening, sometimes when I've been training for the whole since the afternoon, you know, I'm still up there, you know, focused and, and, and in a good mood. And it's it reflects around a lot on my on my teams, and it makes them, everyone in a good mood as well. You know, so it, it's it's been good, and especially for my uh, keeping my my weight, keeping my my uh, my shape. Always, I don't need to be trained as uh, weights as hard as I used to to keep my weight. So I'm, I'm very excited with this keto. We're going to be exploring more and more.
2: That's interesting, uh, the the ketones and that's able to help you get into that state. Uh, Brawley do you have a favorite social media that people should follow you on?
0: Yes, uh, my favorite social media that I use the most is the Instagram, which is at BraulioStima. Uh, you're going to see a lot of a lot of fun things, a lot of inspirational stuff, and a lot about things jiu-jitsu, You know, my things that I do, my trips. You know, uh, I I work uh, at with the ACB JJ, which is uh, one of the biggest uh, tournaments uh, that is professional tournament in the world. I, I use uh, I work as a uh, as a commentator. You know, and I help them to work, realize shows in Brazil and in Europe. Um, the next one is going to be on the te- the ninth of uh, December in Moscow, big fights, amazing fights. It's gonna be like two grand prix's over there. So I'm really excited to see that. You guys could check it out. Should check it out. acbjj.com.
2: Cool. And yeah, go follow you on Instagram. And uh, if you're fortunate enough to to be able to go on the cruise, maybe you could show up on his Instagram page. Uh, if not, just follow him and, and watch uh, as he has the the experience of a lifetime. On the cruise ship there.
0: <laughs> no, I Can't wait! I can't wait, guys. So if you guys, I'm gonna be posting very soon uh, some of the videos about the the how we should expect to happen over there in the cruise. And you have a look. And I'm sure you guys will, with a blink of an eye, you're gonna book that time in April so we can go hang out together, inside the mats, outside the mats, and have a good time in the in the cruise in the Caribbean.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, it'll be a lot of jujitsu, but it's not just jujitsu. You'll be out there having fun as well. jiu-jitsu and fun jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bradley, I had a great time talking with you today. Do you have any final thoughts you would like to leave with the audience?
0: Well, uh, I would just like to say thank you very much, Baron, for the opportunity to share some thoughts. You know, um, I'd like to say it's been awesome being here in the, on your podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, jujitsu. Uh, is my life is is you know sometimes i think when i talk too deep a lot of people might think oh man how can i even think this way or whatever i when i started jujitsu, i didn't have this understanding you know i just had this understanding when i started exploring myself within and asking myself questions so go there train most and foremost go there to have fun to have a good time without pressure don't think about belts you know go enjoy and try to get as good as you can possibly get you don't compare yourself to no one it's your independent it's individual journey that matters get yourself better just think that every day you wake up you're waking up better than yesterday and that's the journey
2: awesome that's great advice thank you so much
0: thank you I'll see you soon my man
2: thanks to Braulio for giving us his time uh, sharing some jujitsu knowledge and talking about the cruise also uh, there's like a I forgot to ask you about it. I feel like it, like I really missed out but there's a, a wave machine on the cruise that that I guess you could surf on sweet and he's pretty good at surf so I guess he's gonna hold a little surfing competition yeah. <laughs> so you gonna go you know what I your, your chances is probably be better to beat him in a surfing competition than on the mats but uh, either way you can get beat by a bralio a couple different times yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but really thankful that he was able to hop on the show with us uh, today and and talk with us about jiu-jitsu and the cruise and, and everything else. Well, Gary, this week we have a article that is not necessarily from the jiu-jitsu world. But when you look at the
1: website called Wet Feet, anytime I see feet <laughs> in a website, I personally think of, I'm going to start attacking that foot. Oh. So when I did see your legs. not link, where I
2: thought you were going to go with that.
1: Yeah, no, I saw wet feet and I, I just see feet and <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm ready to attack that heel. I'm ready to, uh, you know, attack the toes. I'm ready to uh, go. So I thought it was a jiu jitsu website. Perfect. So, yeah. So you could disguise it as a jiu jitsu website with that.
2: Yeah. I know that some people are really into feet. I'll stop right there. Uh, <laughs> we will leave Gary's side hobbies and interests right there. But this article is on unwetfeet.com, and I think it's referring to just getting out there and doing, uh, you know, getting your feet wet type of a thing. I don't know. Uh, well, if you do get your feet wet, <laughs> make sure you dry it off,
1: because you could get athlete's
2: foot. Yeah, you gotta yeah,
1: get those toes dry.
2: The article yeah. is called, How to Play Up Sports on Your Resume.
1: You know, when you showed me or when you sent me the link for this and uh, said we're going to be talking about it, I thought it was a great article. It's something that, uh, you know, I've never really thought about or even read about before seeing an article about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of us listening, uh, you know, have played sports in college or, or you know, you are do a ton of jiu-jitsu and, uh, you know, you're a, a big-time jiu-jitsu competitor. And uh, you know, maybe younger and you're looking uh, – uh, looking to grab that first job right out of college and, you know, how to uh, play up sports on your resume is, a, is you know, this is great tips for people in that situation.
2: And the article talks about a lot of stuff, but you have to realize that not everybody who's going to be interviewing you or looking at your resume cares at all about sports. They might think that sports is, is stupid and it is, not, it is not helpful at all. Or they might recognize that people who are athletic – uh, are tend to be healthier, uh, tend to work harder, uh, you know, like b- being athletic also helps stimulate your mind and, you know, give you energy. And, and they might recognize that there are benefits to athletes, but then again, you have to make that conversion from I'm not just an athlete, I do jujitsu or, you know, whatever you're doing. Uh, if you if you do put that on a resume, just be aware that it might not be seen by the everybody equally. I mean, you get an old wrestling coach who's trying to hire somebody and you walk in there and describe jujitsu as... Well, a lot of people who used to wrestle, you know, when they become adults, wrestling is kind of a hard thing to do as an adult. And a lot of them go to jiu-jitsu, and it's like wrestling, except we're not trying to pin each other; we're trying to use submissions and and get the other person to tap out. And and just describe it like that real quick. And this guy might like look at you like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And this and they have like kind of that brotherhood bond that they have at wrestling with somebody who doesn't even do wrestling, jiu-jitsu. But uh, so it kind of determines a little bit or kind of matters a little bit on who's looking at your resume or who's interviewing you with how this might be received. But this is a thing that could be valid to talk about during the interview process or even to put in your resume. What do you think Gary?
1: You know, I, I agree with that. Uh, there are going to be people who won't like sports at all. And uh, I guess, you know, if you're going to talk about sports, you know, kind of see where the interview is going. And, you know, I, I think today the interviews aren't all just uh, professional. I, I think there is some, um, you know banter back and forth if if i'm looking at a resume and i see you went to uh let's say i know they mentioned syracuse university in here you know i'll start talking about the orange and you know ask uh you know start talking to you about the orange basketball team or whatever and uh, you know so if you do you know see that i think that the conversation is going down that way you know nothing wrong with talking about sports, uh, you know, if, if you walk in and, uh, you see your interviewer has uh, cauliflower ears and, <laughs> and you're a jitsu guy or a wrestler, I mean, Hey, you know, you probably got the job. That's good. But you know, that made me think of the opposite. It's, I wonder, you know, somebody with very cauliflowered ears, I wonder if the person interviewing you will take that as, boy, what's wrong with that guy's ears?
2: Yeah. And, uh, I- I don't think that they would hire you or not hire you based on your ears, but <laughs> I mean that's just the way you look. I don't think that's a big deal, uh, but there are a lot of angles you could take with this, um, especially if your resume is a little bit light. If you're if you're just getting out of college or high school and, and you're having a hard time putting a couple of jobs on there that look like they're going to be related to this one, I think that's a little bit easier to to throw, uh, you know. Trained Jiu-Jitsu for you know, three years, um, competed all over the country, or you know, however you want to put it, received the rank of blue belt in, in two years. It, that doesn't really tell the person a lot because they probably don't know what that means. But you know, if your resume is a little thin, it shows that you're being busy. You're not home playing video games. You're part of a team. If you're helping to teach classes, you might take it from uh, trained Jiu-Jitsu to help coach and develop Jiu-Jitsu athletes. And that's a whole different thing because people who are coaching are teaching, and a lot of jobs have uh, partially uh, the job of training in them. And it's much easier to train people if you have experience with that. And an on the mat experience with training and teaching jiu-jitsu is definitely relevant to training and teaching anything. You know, it's patience. It's seeing it from their point of view, understanding where they're at in the development process. Uh, Gary's not going to show me like how he finishes the Kimura because. I can't even set the camera up very well. He's got to teach me the setup first this week. And and after that, he'll show me a little detail how to maintain and, and and get there. He shows me the details on the finish. I won't use those in, for three or four years. <laughs> so, I mean, you could maybe just use the, the position as, uh, you know, you've helped teach this and as a, as a pretty good positive.
1: Yeah, you know, just thinking about as jujitsu players like we all are what are some of the you know uh, traits that you know we get out of jujitsu that would really help us in the business world or job world and you know i think of uh, kind of like what you're saying there patience you know patience teaching somebody patience you know when you're in a bad position you know attention to detail byron's talking about a Kimura. Um, you know, there's so much to it. You know, we really have to have attention to detail. We, you know, teaching and learning, we have to, you, you miss one simple step, you're done. And, you know, it's the same thing in the work world. Um, like Byron was saying, your dedication, you're not, you're, you're, you're going to school, you're getting good grades, you're coming home, you're probably working on the side. You're also doing jujitsu. You know, that's great time management. You know, it's showing that, uh you know, hey, I can juggle all three of these tasks, you know, in a, and still do very well at everything I'm doing. Um, you know, just when you're out there on the jujitsu mat in a tournament, you're out there by yourself. You're you're out in the spotlight. You you learn to, you know, focus and handle stress really well, you know, which is going to help you, you know, in real life. Uh you know, jujitsu is not an individual sport; it's a team sport. You only get good due to your team, or get better due to your teammates. You know, you're helping your teammates; your teammates are helping you. You're you're all there for each other. Uh, you learn how to work with different personalities. You know, not everybody's like you. You you learn to work in the team atmosphere, and uh, you know, I just think there's so many traits that we learn training jujitsu. That is going to help any business or organization thrive. Um, so, you know, it's uh, you know, just sit back and think about what all we we do on the mat and what all we do in jitsu and and how that can help that help that uh, company.
2: Yeah, it, there's a, there's a lot of cool things. If you've done jujitsu, you know, all through school and and your mental toughness. Yeah, and you stick yeah. with things and and, and that's a. A lot of times this day and age, it's hard to find somebody who's done anything for more than a few months. You know, they try things and they quit or whatever. And and bosses and people interviewing know that. So, you know, if you've got eight years of jiu-jitsu starting in junior high, like you're not somebody who just quits things when they get hard. And and that could be something you can explain about yourself that that could be noticed by somebody who doesn't train. So the whole thing is with jiu-jitsu, you're talking to somebody who doesn't know what jiu-jitsu is, most likely. Unless you're interviewing where Gary works and he's going to talk to you and he'll, you'll click immediately. Oh, you're hired. (laughs) But you have to, you have to communicate what it is appropriately and, and not, you know, talk about, actual jujitsu so much as more as what it's done for you i think is a, is a big part of it and and as a somebody who's interviewing somebody they might be a little nervous that okay is this person going to be asking for time off all the time uh what's going to be happening and you know what if you're playing for a new job and this is a, a big deal and there's a tournament in a month and they want you to work you're probably gonna miss that tournament but guess what more tournaments come up later on i mean no one tournament is the end of your jitsu and is the is the best thing ever you got to work if you're in that position and if you're in that place in life and, and uh, you know, that that's a pretty – work is a pretty big deal, Gary, because if you yeah, don't have income, it. it's hard to go train. You can't train. Yeah, it's hard to train. But,
1: you know, I just think this is a great article. I think that, you know, with your dedication that you've shown to this sport and, and all the traits you've picked up from this sport – you are an asset to any company, you know, that you could work for. And, uh, you know, we just need to know how to express that. And, uh, you know, I think this article is uh, is great and uh, definitely helps. And one other thing it really didn't mention, um, but I think it's really big for – you know, us, uh, you know, looking for a job, you know, trying to get a job is, man, network, network with your teammates. I mean, you look at Byron, he got on the fire department due to uh, some people we worked with, you know, who were, you know, higher level people in the fire department who trained with us. And, you know, when Byron was younger, they were, you know, older individuals and they're like, man, this is a great guy. He shows up every week. He's a hard worker. You know, he treats me with respect and courtesy. I'm going to put my, you know, I'm going to go to our human resource department, say, hey, this guy is going to apply. I back this guy. I think he's great, you know. So, um, you know, so definitely you work with a div- or you train with a diverse bunch of individuals in your gym. And even if let's say you're trying to become an engineer, maybe nobody you work with is an engineer, but Maybe you know, their wife is the HR person at the company you're trying to work with. You know, so definitely let your teammates know when you're looking for a job. They may be able to help you also and uh, or point you in the right direction and say, hey, this is a guy I know, you know, send you to his, you know, to his brother who works at the company. This is a guy I train with. He will be a great asset to your company. Here's his resume. Can you please make sure you get it in the right hands? So definitely uh, use every, you know opportunity you have and uh, you know uh, cash in on it and uh, and hope everything works out for the best
2: yeah G- using that I'm glad you said that Gary using your network that you have usually people have like the current workplace and their family is their network and maybe old buddies uh, Jiu Jitsu has a really cool network because there's people from all walks of life are coming together and what Gary said is a lot true like we were training and I was training with these guys that were on the fire department and I was like they got a cool job. So I started looking into it. It's like, how do I get hired? And the hiring process, they'll interview like 130 people and hire 10. And that's pretty intimidating. Uh, but what they were able to do for me is they got me connections. I ended up talking with the chief of training and did like a little mini interview. And he told me, well, uh, you know, expect this on the job, you know, for the interview, expect these type of questions. And he didn't like feed me answers, but he really helped coach me to get me in a position to where uh, I'd be more likely to get hired and and I'm sure they all put a little uh you know, hey this guy's this guy should be good type of a word in for me but in reality I think that meeting with somebody else before the interview and he really like you got to get more fired up I, I walked in and I was like talking to him about what it was how important it was for me whatever he's like I wasn't selling myself. He told me, yeah. "You gotta get. In. No one else is gonna talk about you except for you." And you get like fifteen minutes, and that's it. So if you don't go in there excited and really sell yourself, they're gonna put you next to the pile, and, and they'll go to the next person. They're not gonna. Yeah. You gotta sell. And so, like that little meeting was worth this weight in gold for me. And it wouldn't happen if I didn't know these guys. If they didn't hook me up with that connection, and and that that's a big deal. I'm glad you mentioned that, Gary, because I kind of forgot. Yeah. Uh, let's real quick, because I because Gary. Yeah, real- Yeah, go ahead. I
1: wanna I want to go back on that too. And you know, Byron talked about those guys help Byron out. There is a guy that we trained with who's trying to get on the fire department. And I know Byron's kind of taking that guy under the wing and talked to him about it also. So, you know, Byron, you know, was you know the benefactor of people helping him out. And Byron's, you know, just going right down the line again. And the reason this this guy had told me he was looking at getting on the fire department. So I introduced him to Byron. You know, he didn't know Byron directly. And, uh, you know, just every little we, you know, like Byron said, it's a diverse group, your training partners. And I have so much respect for everybody I train with because of the guts and the hard work and the mental toughness it takes. I'm going to refer people I work with or that I train with to, to people I work with and to people that I know that work at other companies because I know they're they're tough individuals who who will thrive in a challenging environment.
2: There you go. Yeah, and if it's it fire related, if you want to get in the fire department where you are, uh, I'm part of your network. I can't really tell you uh, what's what's going on there, but you know, I, I'm happy to talk with anybody who's a listener of the show for you know 10 to 15 minutes about a, a career in the fire service. Uh, people have done it to me and before, and I have done that, and we'll do that again and again. Uh, <laughs> so your network is is different than you think, and uh, yeah. There's a lot to that, uh, Gary. I wanted to get you real quick because you actually interview people sometimes, and you know you hire somebody to the team. Uh, let's say, Gary, you know you're fresh out of college, you don't have a lot of work experience, but you've been training jiu-jitsu for a couple of years. And and, and the interview comes up, and they, they look through and say, okay, you're, you know you're doing all right in your interview process, but they say, do you do anything you know uh, as a side hobby? Tell us a little bit about yourself. How would you, or would you, bring up grappling, and, and what would you say about it? Well, you know, I think
1: it would be great to bring up grappling with me. Um, You know, because uh, I would, I would be all over that. Um, I, you know, but like when you got my back. Yeah. Okay.
2: Let's do this, Gary. I'll just ask you the interview question. You ready for this? Okay. On the spot. This could be instead of your audio book because this is on the spot too. This okay. Okay. Gary, yeah, it's, I've learned a lot from you about your resume, and you sound like a, a good candidate. Just real quick, so I don't forget about you, do you do anything else that isn't work-related that you like to talk about?
1: Well, you know, I'm really into fitness. You know, I like to, uh, you know, try to keep in shape, uh, you know, eat well, exercise, and, you know, I, I really like to do uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, I'm not sure if you, you're totally familiar with what that is, but uh, it's uh, martial art that, uh, you know, focuses on, you know, grappling. It's something I, I really like to do.
2: There you go. That was perfect. And if they, if you sparked yeah, yeah, an interest, they'll ask yeah, about it. And if not, yeah, they okay, he's some dude that does, that works out yeah, and probably does karate. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> but, I,
1: but I made it like I'm into fitness and, you know, it is fitness anyhow, you know. But uh, I'm trying to, you know, spark their curiosity to see if they'll ask me about it. But I don't want to go into saying, hey, I'm breaking arms and choking people unconscious. And, and uh, you know, I don't really want to throw that out there. But, boy, if that person – likes jujitsu or, or whatever, boy, you just sparked a great conversation and you're going to end that interview, you know, on a strong note. And, uh, I will tell you this, um, uh, I was interviewing somebody and, um, you know, I had, uh, had one of my, uh, coworkers interviewing too, who she really knows I'm into jujitsu and everything. And, uh, we were talking to a young individual who was, uh, trying to come to work. Well, he actually worked for us, but he was trying to get promoted and so we're interviewing him and, and I'm sitting in this interview and, and, uh, we're both talking to this person and, uh, you know, I asked him what, I basically asked him a question like that, you know, what do you do for fun? And what, I, I think I actually asked him, did you play sports in high school or what did you do in high school? And, um, uh, he basically said, you know, he was on the wrestling team. And at that point, the, the lady that I was, that was with me interviewing for her position and, and, she, she just started smiling and uh, she she knew that I was going to like that guy. And I started smiling <laughs> and uh, we just <laughs> kind of chuckled to ourselves at that point. And then, uh, you know, when it was done, she, she goes to me, she's like, well, he's hired, isn't he? <laughs> and he did come work for us. I mean, it wasn't a hundred percent cause of that. He was, he was very skilled yeah. to, to, to somebody who does train jujitsu and this guy wrestled, I, I know what type of individual wrestler is. So I, I can tell you, My manager, directly underneath me, a a guy that I I got hired from training with him. He he was a wrestler and did a little bit of jujitsu, and then I hired him as one of my managers. He is a wrestler, and I I I love the the grit, you know, the the no no quit the, the. this or if that's even a word, but you know, that person has, um, you know, it's just like jujitsu players. I mean, it's just like basketball players. It, it's a, I like athletes. I like to hire athletes. Uh, let's put it that way. But like you said earlier, not everybody's that way. So you kind of got to piece it together. But, uh, if I'm interviewing you, you know, definitely bring up, uh, you know, about your athletic ability.
2: Yeah. And if your resume is a little, uh, thin, you could, you could put on there, trained martial arts for three years also helped coach or teach like boom that's something it's better than having a blank space and you know if you cross if it crosses the right person's page it might really pick their interest it's basically a resume is just a way to advertise yourself
1: I remember when Byron was just out of school, he was looking for a job. And uh, this was before he trained. He wanted to train jiu-jitsu, but he went to a <laughs> ninjitsu school, <laughs> you know, ninja
2: school. Here we go, Kerry.
1: And what he did is he showed up for the interview. And this was actually pretty good, you know, and this is how Byron got out that he was training ninjitsu. So the, the lady asked, uh, the lady at this interview and asked asked Byron, it's like, hey, did you bring your resume? Right there, Byron's, Byron threw one of his smoke bombs down. So a big pot of smoke came up, and By- Byron didn't have it with him. But while that smoke was up and she was disoriented, he found his resume and handed it to her. So uh, he actually showed what he learned in ninjutsu, um, and, you know, the rest is history. He didn't get hired, and he made it to the fire department.
2: There we go. <laughs> Got to <do> something. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll put a link to the well, article on the show notes. We clearly did not cover all of this article, but uh, it's on WestEat.com. Well, I think feet. we probably com.
1: talked a l- lot about the article we did but uh, we, yeah i we, think that was a cool article and uh, i think this might help a lot of people too that uh do train jiu-jitsu and uh you know when they're looking for a job but yeah I, I think you picked a good article byron well, thanks I applaud you.
2: Yeah. yeah if you want to send job. us an article bjbrick at and we'll consider it for the article of the week
1: Hey, speaking of articles, we are running a contest for the article or blog of the year and also the coach of the year. Last year, we had a coach of the year. This year, we're doing two. So it's two times the fun. What you need to do as one of our listeners is, you know, send us an email, bjjbrick at gmail.com. Tell us about your favorite blog. Maybe it's the Wet Feet blog. Maybe it's uh, um, who knows, whatever blog you use, you know, let us know. Let us know about your coach and Basically, the more you put into these essays or, or letters you send us, the better chance you have of your coach winning or your blog. You can even put in your own blog um, for, if you want and uh, basically tell us why your coach, you know, deserves and And we're not necessarily going to pick the guy who won the Pan Ams or, you know, who's a world champion. We're looking for, you know, the guy who, you know, influences you or helps you through hard times or or you know, who knows what we're looking, uh, uh, for the blog that, you know, has really helped your game. And Byron and I kind of talked about one that I, you know, last week that, uh, you know, has really helped me. Um, so, you know, and you know, there's something out there that has helped you and let us know about it. Send us an email at bjjbrick at com and tell us about it.
2: Yep. We definitely need those submissions in, uh, write it up the best you can describe the impact that it has and, uh, we'll be Doing this early in the year, hopefully. (laughs) I like
1: how you said we definitely need those submissions. You know, no pun intended. You know, I think that was a good play on jujitsu right there, Barn. Well, thanks, Gary.
2: Gary, good news, my friend.
1: What's the good news?
2: We have a new Patreon supporter. It's our friend, Keith. Thank you, Keith. So uh, basically what happened with Keith is he found the podcast. He really enjoyed it. I sent a couple emails back and forth to Keith. And he wants us to keep doing what we're doing, and he wants to help out with that. So he's pledging a dollar per episode. And we would like it if you did that, too. If, you, if you're getting that kind of fun and enjoyment out of the show, you're learning something, uh, go to Patreon. We have a link to it in the show notes or on the website, wherever you're looking at the show notes. And you can pledge a certain amount per episode. And we will deliver our absolute best each and every week. People like Keith help keeping this show going strong.
1: Yep, we appreciate it, Keith. Check out our link uh, to Patreon, and if you do have means, we'd appreciate you appreciate the support. Yeah, um,
2: Keith is getting a uh, Gee patch, five inch BJJ brick Gee patch, a sticker, and I haven't got him into the BJJ brick Facebook group yet. The privately secret, super secret, ultra closed, only for the select few like Keith. He's not in there because I haven't found him on Facebook because there's a few guys named Keith that share the same last name. But uh, I'll be happy. To, Keith, send me an email. Tell me where your Facebook is. Send me a link, and I'll get you added in there as quick as can.
1: Yep. And Byron also told me before the show started that he was actually going to send Keith a glossy 3 by 5 photo <laughs> of Byron himself. So Keith will really like that
2: oh that would be funny man we should get like through i could slip it into the envelope i'm sending a key patch and a sticker anyway like we should make yeah. glossies and autograph them and like kind of like what was that movie uh Step Brothers. he's got like a weird odd photograph of him himself kind of an 80s style we should do that gary I just mailed it out with it just as a joke but pretty serious also I, I don't
1: think anybody would listen to us and i don't think we'd have any patreon supporters after that byron
2: well it would be <laughs> there are problems with this but I'll, I'll consider this this could be very funny
1: <laughs> or very weird it, it, no receiver. it
2: would be absolutely weird you know, it, yeah because i you know we
1: talked about earlier think about this byron if you were the receiver of that and like we talked about earlier you were very good at receiving you probably would be like what did i get myself into that's true also, make sure you tell all your friends about uh, the BJJ Brick podcast and also BJJ Brick on social media. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, uh, Byron's DVD reviews on the BJJ Brick uh, YouTube page. So check out BJJ Brick on YouTube. We're on Twitter. Um, we're all over the place, basically. And speaking of now being all over the place, we are in Wichita, Kansas, uh, the middle of the Midwest. If you happen to become through Wichita, Kansas, send us an email, bjjbrick at gmail.com. Hit us up with a message on our Facebook page, and we'd like to uh, try to train with you. So, perfect.
2: Yep. And, you know, you can come to us. Uh, oftentimes, sometimes we travel. Sometime in January, I'll be in the Orlando area. So, If you're from there, hit me up with an email or a Facebook message and we might be able to get some training going on. I don't know uh, what my schedule will be like when I'm there, but uh, hit me up if, if it's at all interesting to you and you live anywhere near that area. We'll see if we can make it happen. Yeah, be cool. Be cool, my friends. And stay sweaty. And don't forget to shower.
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you find the time today to roll. After all. The best way to get better at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.
2: Welcome back, my friends, to episode 218 of the BJJ Break Podcast. My name is Byron. I'm here with my buddy, Gary. We have been described as a CP3O, 3 p I screwed that up. See what's his name?
1: R two, R two, D two, and C three P O.
2: Let me retry that. Although the fail will probably go into the uh, to the end there. <laughs> uh, okay.